Everybody, what's up? Pull up a chair, hip-hop roundtable. First, man, like we said last week, we had a great episode lined up. Uh, So Devin came through, man, him and his fraternity brothers, the Alphas, uh, at CSU Long Beach. Um, They invited us to come and sit down um, and have a, a conversation with just a group of young black folks that wanted to talk about how hip hop uh, impacted our culture. And so that's what we did. Uh, Devin and I were there to facilitate. Mylon was there via Skype to facilitate. We had to make the technology work a little bit. So y'all might hear a few little glitches here and there, but it was a great, great conversation. Uh, we thank all of the people um, that came out to support. Uh, we hope that you enjoyed as you listen to this. We thank you uh, to the Alphas um, and to all the other organizations that were a part of making this happen. We had a great time, um, and it was just something this is what we want to do is to create this kind of conversation um, and this dialogue. So uh, here it is. We're just going to let it rock all the way through, um, and then next week we'll be back uh, with another great topic and great episode. Uh, so y'all enjoy it. All right? We'll holler at y'all on the next one. Peace. Well, <laughs> uh, besides our informational tomorrow night and our barbecue on Sunday, this is the last event of Alpha Week. We thank you all for coming out all week and supporting and enjoying yourselves. Hopefully you enjoyed yourselves. Uh, tonight we'll be having a discussion on how hip-hop and rap is affecting our culture and society. All right? It is hosted by the Mukai chapter of Alpha Alpha Fraternity Incorporated and by the Hip-Hop Roundtable who will introduce themselves. Again, right. I appreciate it. So again, uh, thank you all again for having us. Um, we are at Hip Hop Roundtable. So this is myself, Landon Hill, and then Devin Howard. And Devin Howard. And again, for those who just walked in, you will hear a voice over you and within the whole room. Mylon Drake, what's going on, sir? What's going on, people? How y'all doing? That's our third co-host. Uh, we usually do this over Skype. Um, we have a weekly podcast that we do that we put up. Again, Hip Hop Roundtable um, promo. It's on uh, iTunes. We have a Facebook page. If you search Hip Hop Roundtable Podcast. Um, so you can find it there and subscribe and all of that. But uh, essentially what we do is we try to have these types of discussions that we're going to have tonight and uh, just have some more in-depth uh, discussions around hip-hop and hip-hop culture. So there's not a lot of that out there, uh, at least that we've seen. Um, and so that's why we're here tonight. Uh, you know, this is something that we would love to do anyway, but we want to get other people's voices, other people's opinions. Um, so this is a great forum uh, in which to do that. Huh? You can introduce yourself more of what? Oh, what I'm, oh, okay, so we, yeah, we got a little outline. Uh, so for me, again, I'm Landon Hill. I actually, y'all see, I'm wearing the Long Beach shirt because I actually attend here. I'm in a master's program here for education. Um, it's the Social and Cultural Analysis of Education program. Um, it's a mouthful, I know. Uh, but my, my focus actually is hip-hop pedagogy or hip-hop education. So looking at ways in which um, hip-hop can be brought into educational spaces as a way of um, educating, better educating, or more effectively educating, quote-unquote, urban people. Right, um, so black and brown youth specifically, um, and so uh, so that's kind of my focus. I'm going to be finishing up in the summer. Uh, I'll be walking in May and then finish actually graduating in August. Um, so and that's like what my thesis and everything is going to be focused on. Um, and so that's uh, yeah, and then hopefully moving on to PhD and kind of focusing on more of the same. Um, but that's yeah, that that is me. Devin, we want to go ahead. Um, I'm Devin Howard. I graduated from here two years ago, 2013, in computer engineering technology. 
Right now I'm working in IT at a healthcare nonprofit clinic. So we give healthcare to low-income families. You gotta qualify and I do IT, which is basically all computer support. We run network and stuff like that. And I also came through the chapter of MUCOT, Alpha Phi Alpha, so I'm an Alpha as well. And uh, right now my goal is just to continue uh, going up in the ranks in IT and I also love music, so I produce a bit right now and I'm just trying to keep working on my craft and hopefully become a known producer. I, I do it for the, for the passion, so the money will just be a plus. Thank you for joining. And just so if y'all happen again, if y'all happen to find us, um, and search the, the podcast and everything and listen, you'll hear some music both before and after the oh. podcast that is produced by Devin actually. It's a really dope track. So he is, he's for real doing it. Like he's not just saying it and then like, you know, he's in the basement somewhere. Like he got some stuff out. Um, and so Mylon, you want to share a little bit, brother? Again, it's a little creepy because your voice is just over us, but um, you want to share a little bit about what you got going on? Yes, uh, my name is Mylon Drake. I'm broadcasting live from Berkeley, California. I am a educator. I've been serving uh, youth, uh, specifically young men of color, for 15 years. I uh, serve in several capacities. I wear several hats right now. I'm also a student uh, working on transferring to the University of California at Berkeley, uh, mass, uh, with the, getting my bachelor's in social welfare and a minor in education. Um, what else? I am not an alpha. Um, <laughs> But I um, associate with those two young men standing before you. Uh, I trust them with, they, with their opinions on hip-hop. Therefore, we were able to get together and uh, form this podcast. Also, uh, a young lady that's eating a burrito, she's, she's handling it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, get something out of it and then we'll become uh, new listeners to the podcast. There you go. Um, so what we have today is like we, you know, we have uh, several different questions that we can ask, that we can pose, um, but we kind of just want to, we, we typically let the podcast in and of itself be pretty free-flowing, right? Like even when we're on just us three, um, we might start one place and then just kind of go for about an hour or so. Um, we'll probably just go until we until we got to get out of the room. Um, but we'll probably just start with one or two kind of probing questions and then let y'all kind of take just it. Wherever your heart um, takes you, just, just talk yeah. about it. So, um, but I guess before we start, and not everybody might necessarily get a chance to answer, but I think it's kind of good. A lot of times you can kind of tell what people's relationship with hip-hop is by finding out some of their favorite artists, albums, stuff like that, right? Like, me and Mylon and Devin all have different favorite artists and albums, and it kind of, like, Mylon is, is, I'm not trying to put you on blast here, but it's older than us, right? So he kind of came up with hip-hop, so his favorite artists are probably different from mine, which are different from Devin's, right? So, um, and I think it's a good way to kind of know where we're coming from, like, who has a real maybe we've done a lot of history on hip-hop versus people who are just kind of, I'm just like hearing Drake on the radio, like, and that's fine too, you know what I mean? But, um, so maybe just whoever's not shy, y'all could share maybe a couple of your favorites. Uh, oh, well, we do that first. You wanna do that first? What is it oh, well, whatever you had, free flow, go. <laughs> couple of you, we'll ask this in a second, so don't mind that. Just a couple people, favorite artists or albums or anything. 
uh, of that nature. Go ahead, I like Kendrick right now. Kendrick Lamar, all right, yeah. sir. And what's your name? Dimitri. Dimitri. And actually, I should say, maybe I should have. Don't sue us for this. Um, we are recording. Like I said, we, we have a podcast. So please know. Um, this will be one of the episodes. It will be, uh, yeah. Up. It'll be up. Yeah. It'll be on iTunes. Um, don't be shy again, but I, I want to give a disclaimer because I don't want none of, nobody to sue us later. Uh, but <laughs> again, hopefully that doesn't stop anybody from talking. But. Yeah. Do I get some royalties? Huh? <laughs> Once we start getting money, you can I mean, get some money. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we need listeners, so y'all listen. We get more. You know what I mean? It all works. Everybody benefit. Um, but yeah. So Kendrick, all right, go ahead. Uh, Joey Badass. Okay. The Pro Era Movement. Pro Era. East Coast. Okay. I really like that sound. I feel like it's bringing back the um, like that '90s hip hop East Coast yeah. soul to it. Okay. And flow. I think that's pretty dope. Are you bumping before the money right now? Yeah, about $4. <laughs> <laughs> okay, man. Oh, yeah. And, you know, something nice on that. Okay. And what's your name, bro? Uh, Justin. Justin. Yeah. Nice to meet you. Thank you. Anybody else got some, got some artists you just wanted to, that you can share, throw out? Oh. I like Kanye. Early Kanye. Like Early. Kanye's <laughs> tripping a little bit right now, right? But, okay, okay. And what's your name? My name is Tara. Tara. Thank you, Tara. 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 Yeah. Go. I'm a bit of a country boy. Oh, okay. So, I like old way, like hot boys way. Okay. Um, All right. Um, mystical and T Pay. Okay. You, so you from that cash money? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. And your name again? I know. Paris. 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 Okay. Paris. Thank you, Paris. That part. <laughs> Go ahead. Hi. Um, I'm Chardonnay. Um, I like Kendrick. Um, I like Kendrick Lamar. Um, I like Kendrick Lamar. Um, I like people are kind of like more of the new school slash maybe early 2000s okay and like like who i mean west coast hip-hop okay pod and you know uh to show like bay area sounds or uh, early 40. Just a little context, like I'm actually from Oakland, born and raised, Milan. He he says he's from Berkeley, or he's in Berkeley now. He is, but he rep like five or six different places. Um, I don't even know how it works. It I'm personally from LA. He's from LA County. Um, so, but that's why I appreciate the E40. Um, but I guess uh, is anybody else that want to share just a couple before we move to this question that's on the board? Uh, so you want to introduce? Set this all up for the All right, well, hey, um, if anybody want to explain, it's pretty broad, but what is hip hop to you? Whether it's the culture, whether it's just the music aspect, but what is it to you? Like, what do you define it as, and what does it mean to you? What is it to you? Or what does it do for you? So, like, I'll, I'll, I mean, maybe I'll start, right? Is for me, hip hop is, um, I think it's the expression of, this is kind of the, Answer, but it's like the expression of uh, of people that feel as if they don't have much, right? Um, or that feel like they come from very little um, in their way of showing and sharing their experiences for others to kind of understand and to make sense of. Um, so, like, and to me, I think it's also it's kind of a look into 
typically like the black psyche, right? Like black, again, quote unquote, urban psyche. Um, it's kind of how I look at hip hop. So I love it because I get to hear different people's opinions, their, uh, their, their thoughts on why it is they do what they do or why it's other people that they know do what they do. Um, and it, it, it helps to show that things aren't as black and white as we like to make it out to be, right? Um, so that's kind of, I mean, I also just love the energy. Like sometimes I'm not really like a real aggressive dude, but if Tupac come on, like that's where I can get, like I can get that out, you know, through, through a Tupac or through a, you know, through somebody like that. Um, so I also like it for that reason is that I'm able to kind of get some of that emotion out that I might not otherwise uh, have a have a outlet to do. So um, so that's mine. I don't know that. Hip hop to me is also, like you said, a form of expression, but you know, throughout the eras, we had we always had our thing because we're so creative. So we had like jazz and all that stuff. And like this is our new thing that we can just pretty much put whatever is out there, and whoever gravitates towards it, they gravitate towards it. And also, it's it's a movement because we we always are good. We're using what we have to create something. So that's what makes hip hop so special is that the fact that it came out of things that weren't even like given to us. Basically, we had to scrap it up. Like we were messing with old record players, and then just getting creative with it, and call, makes it an instrument. You know what I mean? Every, we're just always good with just being that creative to just take things and just make it our own, and then it becomes something. So to me, it's just like it's our new movement. Like I'm glad that I was born in it and everything like that, and I'm part of this, you know, movement. And we should be very special that we uh, have that. So yeah, that's what it is to me. Lila, you want to jump in and then we can start taking some people? Yes, um, so come, come on in, have a seat. Hello. <laughs> 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 Scaring people, Milo. <laughs> uh, no, it's, it's fun for the for the time being. It's very enjoyable. Uh, I I think my mind. Well, Landon didn't give you. He didn't prerequisite my opinion on hip hop before he uh, went in. I did. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. I, in, in my opinion, I'm saying I'm sorry to them because this is about to get a little rough. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, go ahead. All of the things that that Landon and um, Devin just pointed out are, are all uh, aspects of, of what hip-hop was and it's an adorable theory that they have that it still has those concepts. Um, I think you have an occasional artist that that is reminiscent of those things, that th those characteristics, characteristics that Landon and Devin just pointed out, i.e. Kendrick, i.e. Common, Kanye, early Kanye of course, etc. etc. But that is not what the majority of this art, this culture is represented by. Um, it's a means to finances, and it because it is a means to finances, it has no uh, no structure that is limited by any form of um, accountability. So you can do whatever, you can say whatever, you can be as ignorant as you want, so long as people are buying it, it's a good look. Which makes everything that Landon and Devin just said completely it kind of throws it out of the out of the window. There's not a lot of opportunity for people to be creative and innovative and 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 express themselves because that may not sit so if that doesn't sell it may not it, it doesn't it's not that it may not it doesn't get heard uh, frequently so um, the, the hip-hop that I once knew is uh, in my opinion I think is gone and this new hip-hop there are like I said there are there are artists moments where it's positive 
and it's something that like, wow, that dude is hot. That's that's a nice track that, that I just heard, but that's not the norm. It's a it's a rare occasion. So don't let Milo get y'all down. Yeah. <laughs> First and foremost, it trust me. Like we have this conversation all the time on the podcast, so it's fine. Like even as we talk, like it's cool to differ in opinion too. I guess I should say that. Um, as long as we do it in love, like I think that's like the biggest thing, right? Like I could disagree with Devin or with Mylan all the time, and it's cool, and we can do that in this space as we talk more. Um, but I guess so. What do y'all think? Like, what is the state of hip hop right now? What is it to you? What does it mean to you personally, or what do you see it as uh, in this moment? Anybody got any? Who loves hip hop? Like, why are y'all here? Who who wanted to talk about hip hop? Who loves hip hop? Why? Just somebody start talking. Who? Why do you love hip hop? Uh, well. Eddie, um, I wanted to have the discussion because I feel like hip hop has always had, well, music in general, especially the black community, has always had a deep influence. So when hip hop came, that was that was the thing for us, you know, for the youth. And I feel like it still speaks to us even now. Yeah, everybody might not be saying something uh, influential or important, but we do have those rappers who are. And even if we don't have anybody, a lot of people right now that are saying it, we can always go back into the annals of hip hop and find somebody. You know, we can go back to Jay Z, Reasonable Doubt. Like, I can listen to Can I Live, and I can find something relatable. And, you know, or I can listen to uh, Talib Kweli, or you know, anybody, and find you know that something that emotional breakthrough that I, you know, for whatever I'm going through in today. Anybody else? Which I come to talk about today. Why'd y'all come? Um, I think in so many words, hip hop is just simply the poetic expression of our culture. Um, so, uh, like he pointed out, I don't know his name. Mylon. <laughs> um, but yeah, so of course, you know, a lot of older generation um, would agree that, you know, hip hop isn't the same. And yeah, it isn't the same because it's not, it's we here now, it's different people. Um, but I don't think that. You have to have a balance in that conversation, not to just say hip hop is just completely done now. Um, I think it definitely, um, how he's getting that mainstream uh, media and what it does to hip hop, there is still music, like Eddie said, music that you, you can find the artist if you want to listen to that. Um, and hip hop will always be something that, um, not even just black people, like people, period, like everybody loves hip hop. It's the rhythm, it's the beat. We even say it ourselves, like we don't always listen to the lyrics, which isn't always the best. <laughs> but at the end of the day, you know, if you feeling down or whatever, and you put on some Wayne or some Kendrick or anything, like the beat itself is, that's us, that's not anybody else. And so, yeah, just in so many words, it's just an expression of who we are. And um, I think regardless of the content, of course, when you get more deeper into that, um, that's a matter of structure and leadership and trying to advocate for us changing up how we represent ourselves as a culture but it'll always be something that i think the world will love because they still love it now that's why they try to take it from us yeah. i feel like as far as what hip-hop is to me like it's something that's relatable you know yeah you can feel the beat and yeah you can feel the lyrics but at the same time you have a select like he was saying you have people who you want to listen to to get that message when you're feeling down or whatever or if you just need that pick me up you listen to a trap beat or whatever Whereas, if um, what's my train of thought? Um, yeah, I lost my train of thought. So you said if you want to pick yourself up, you listen to trap music. So, because well, I was I was trying to say that it's relatable. 
So it's one of those to where like if you listen to the mainstream, but most of it isn't relatable. It's just you have that that catch. It's catchy. Whereas if you're listening to underground, it's more heartfelt. Like you're still they're still connected with people. But let me ask this, and ladies, I want to like ladies was the first ones in here, so I want to say thank y'all for coming, and I want to hear like we want to hear from y'all uh, as we go throughout. But to to that point, let me ask. Because I know a lot of times, like, when we talk about kind of the mainstream versus underground and, like, what's real and what's not, how many of y'all, and, like, let's, I mean, be honest, we want to be as honest as possible, like, how many people feel like even the mainstream or the, the music that you hear on the radio is still relevant to you or speaks to you in one way or another? It could be just, it turns me up, or it could be, like, I really go through that on a daily basis, but, like, how many people feel like that in one way or another? Yeah, you do, Barry? Huh? So, like, go ahead. Um, go ahead, okay. what's your name? Uh, Chitty Chitty Chat. Chitty Chat? Okay. Um, I was saying it kind of depends on the song. Okay. Because a lot of mainstream uh, songs or mainstream content isn't as relatable to me specifically, but there are certain, like Kendrick's has a few singles off of his new album that are like really nice. So that's relatable, but there's other songs that I'm not I'm really feeling like that. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to ask this question because we've been saying hip hop, hip hop, hip hop. Do you think? That rap is different from hip hop. Yes. 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 Now, so, but is rap like quote unquote a subgenre now? Because rap is something you do, right? Rapping, right? But if we're gonna call it rap because of what connotation it has, are we gonna like now call it rap and then there's hip hop? Do does anybody think there's a difference between that? I think most people. Well, I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think when people think of rap or hip hop. From what I hear from most people is when people say hip hop, they think of like, um, like the content, like whether it be like more positive or more negative versus rap is just like putting together lyrics and just spitting. Anybody can do that. And hip hop is like more, yeah, like more poetic or like conscious or whatever. So like, I guess more relatable to people and then rap is just kind of throwing around. Okay. So what would you call? the mainstream music that's on the radio. I think most people would say rap. Just rap? Yeah. Like, okay. like for example, um, B40 and the art of storytelling. You know, it's it's a story, whether it's pretty or it's, you know, calming or conscious, it's still a story. Whereas rap, you're just rapping and just spitting bars. You know, it's just you're structuring um, words that rhyme together. And then you have like a, a nice punchline. Okay. That's rap and yeah it has a nice beat and whether it's catchy or whatever but to me hip-hop is storytelling okay. and anything under that umbrella well Mylon, you got any <laughs> <laughs> remarks or comments oh we got hold on one more hand or two more hands yeah. i actually wanted to respond to the previous question okay. about whether or not i feel as a woman hip-hop speaks to me especially like the mainstream stuff that i hear often and that's answers i really know um, I really don't hear any mainstream hip hop that speaks to me as a conscious black woman. Um, I'm not a stripper. I don't have a huge butt. Um, I'm not a Latina or exotic mommy. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not a lot of these things. I'm not a whole, not somebody's crazy baby mama. So I don't know. I just feel like hip hop doesn't really speak to me as a black woman. And unfortunately, the only time that we're mentioned or brought even brought up. Is in these like derogatory ways. Right. So I mean, I, that just it, it just does something to us because 
as like black women, we can be really, really faithful to black men and, and you guys are the face of hip hop. So if this is the only love that we're shown from like mainstream hip hop, that really helps define like our work as women. You know what I'm saying? Especially to young women who maybe don't have somebody coming in and, and, and showing them the ropes and telling them who they are and teaching them who they are and their, and their legacy. So you got this, this hip hop artist on the radio telling you that you're only good for your sex. Or you're not good enough because you're not light-skinned, or because you're not Latin, or because you're not exotic, or whatever else. So I mean, yeah, hip hop doesn't speak to me at all on the radio. Have you heard any song whatsoever? That I mean, like, I'm sure that there are songs out there, but um, I think about this stuff because I don't listen to the radio that often, but right. I have lately. And uh, lately, I have only—I mean, I'm not on the phone making that money. <laughs> I don't know, like, I haven't really heard it. It's a J. Cole song out there that's pretty decent, but I think he's talking to his mom. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> anyway but no, there have been songs in the past that do, cater to, that do cater to black women, but I think it's a rare form of hip-hop that does that. And, it, and it, it's one of those forms of hip-hop that doesn't get a lot of play or a lot of listening and or a lot of um, being pumped up. So, yeah, it's very rare to hear something very inspirational and who really, that really captures the black woman and that's who she is in her essence and in her legacy. Right, so, right. Yes. Very nice. That's so bad. I don't know. Like, I'm going to put it on Sorry, what's your name, bro? Craig. Craig. What, uh, what artist out of Drake, Kendrick, and J. Cole do you think will leave like the bigger legacy as far as our generation? Like whether they're done rapping on What of J. Cole, Drake, Drake? Who would leave a bigger legacy? Yeah, as far as like our generation, as far as like. Like, what y'all think? Everybody, we hear everybody here said Drake, why Drake? Like Drake. He, he gets, yeah. yeah it's, but is it about that, though? It, it, um, wait, now, wait, 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 wait. Let's separate it. Let's separate it. We're not talking about who do we want to leave a legacy or who is. We're not talking about the intent of the legacy. We're just talking about who's going to leave a bigger imprint in general, right? Okay, because what you're about to talk about, I know where you're going. I know where you're going. But it was different. So go ahead. Go ahead. I think, I think it's more than likely Drake. Um, if I had to put him in order, J. Cole would probably be at the last, at the bottom. Um, Kendrick obviously is gonna leave some type of legacy because he's one of the few conscious rappers that we have right now, but obviously that's not popular. Um, so definitely Drake, he's more mainstream. People like his beat, they like his sound, um, and he, he keeps that constant. And uh, I think a problem with some artists today is they change up way too much and he doesn't change up like he you know Drake sound and people be feeling that so I think for sure Drake would be at the top of the list. Go ahead, who else is saying Drake? I feel like it is T R. Oh, um I mean he said pretty much what I just I just think the whole um music system is just pushing him real hard, like even bigger than like a Kendrick. I mean not because I know Kendrick, he's definitely selling records. Um, J. Cole did as well. He made, you know, some history, quote unquote. But I just, I just think Drake, he's just dominating the game right now, consistently. So, yeah. Um, I think it's, I think it's the, it's, it's the, it's the pattern. Like, like Drake's music is slow. Like some of the stuff, like is slow, 
and it like draws you in, and it kind of like lullabies you a little bit. You know what I'm like, I'll go, and I'll like, so like, when you get older, like as you age, you know what I'm saying, you start to listen to a lot of more slower things. And so Kanye West made a very good uh, point on uh, on a Breakfast Club, I don't know if y'all, Charlamagne yeah. the God, um, he said like, yeah, when we get to 20, 30, years from now, you know what I'm saying, we're going to be doing what we're doing now, but it's going to be older, you know what I'm saying, we're going to be listening to Drake. Like, come here, let's just went on ahead and say <laughs> Another thing that's interesting is, like, the 40-year-olds today don't listen to, like, B.B. King and all that. 35, 40-year-olds is listening to Jay-Z. You feel me? Like, 30-year-olds are listening yeah. to Jay-Z and, you know what I'm saying, Tupac and Biggie. 25, 20-year-olds is listening to Lil Wayne, and you know what I'm saying? So, like, as we grow older, like the oldies nowadays aren't BB King and whatever all them people back there were doing. <laughs> it's like what we listen to currently, like we were still divided with. So, yeah, Drake is definitely setting that hole right now for me, in my opinion. Anybody else? I definitely feel Drake will have a lasting impression not only on the doesn't have that rags to riches story. He can be more relatable. He comes from middle class. He did the acting thing. Mm -hmm. So he's not only pulling from the black culture, there's others that could relate to him. So that's a bigger audience and that can push his whole agenda yeah. even And that's more. what I was gonna say. Drake Drake has more more appeal yeah. to different, yeah. you know, yes. categories and demographics and you know what have you. Like he can perform anywhere. Yeah. At a Coachella a Coachella or a Rave concert yeah. anywhere, you know. So that's with Drake, yeah, as far as popularity goes and just people knowing who he is. And that and that tends to leave a legacy more than anything else, but everybody else know has their other kind of like uh, rubric I'll say. And so when you talk about which rubric you're going to use, and I think the kind of the answer is switches. Okay. What was the question? Who's going to leave a bigger legacy? <laughs> huh? yeah, go ahead. The question was who's going to leave a bigger legacy out of the rappers Drake, Kendrick, and J. Cole? And what do y'all with Kanye? Everybody's saying, you heard the name. Yeah. <laughs> Drake. I didn't hear there was, so, so basically, it sounds, I wanna, and I'm, I'm going to get to you, because I know you've been waiting, but I just want to sum it up. It sounded... It sounded as if people were basically saying Drake is going to have a larger legacy because he's the one that's just being pushed by by mainstream media, by mainstream by mainstream culture. So, although, why you being pushed? So yeah, so yeah, so we'll get to that in just a second. I want her to answer it then. Yeah, then we can get to that. So I honestly feel that the only reason why everyone says Drake is going to leave a bigger legacy is because they don't play J Cole and Kendrick as much on the radio or we really don't hear about them as much. So the reason why we say that is because the media is pushing them a lot. But if they were to push J. Cole and Kendrick as much as they push Drake, then it would really be a battle between the three of them because they're, all three of them are really, really good. It's just that no one really speaks upon J. Cole besides that he just dropped the album and then Kendrick as well. They're not really heard on the radio as often than Drake. You hear Drake every other three songs. <laughs> Drake is almost on everybody's song, whether he's having a verse or on somebody's hook. You just hear Drake more, which is why we believe that he will have a longer legacy. But do you think that's the difference? That's the difference because 
once you keep hearing somebody, of course you're gonna go, oh, what else you got out? What else is there to see? Like, what else is there to listen to? Yeah, so I Kendrick agree. and J. Cole is not really like out there pushed like that on the radio. You probably hear J. Cole one time out of you being in your whole car for about an hour. So then let's talk about it because I think his question was really good. Give me, let, I, I want to, I want him to at least try to, because I know you, you brought up a really good point in terms of why is that? Why is Drake pushed more than these other two artists? Well, we push him, but I don't think he should be pushing Drake out of all people. Like he hard, don't get me wrong, but he hard, but like J Cole is saying something. Kendrick is saying something. Drake. Saying something, but it's like, <laughs> <laughs> like it's great. Don't get me wrong, I hate on this. Like, here, Kendrick, I would be like, what? Drake's just simping. It's cool though. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so just like, <laughs> I don't know who who had it first between y'all. Uh, All right, so we'll do. We'll just go one, two, three. How about that? So I would argue that Kendrick would be someone that should be pushed even though I would say he's the one that would be more of a staple for this generation because yeah maybe he's not on the radio because I don't really listen to the radio but for the most part it's word of mouth and that's how it started in the first place you know people just had their boombox and they're like oh who's that it's just word of mouth so I would say because Kendrick actually speaks about something and it's more relatable and more um shifted toward what's actually happening. Like now, um, Xavier was saying about what he's saying in his, his new album. It talks about, you know, his own personal trials and success, but it also relates to the culture, the, the black culture and what's going on and being comfortable with yourself, loving yourself, loving the color of your skin, loving um, the people around you and I would feel like that's more inspirational than listening to whatever Drake has going on. Even though Drake is doing well, it's the message that's being said. So I would say Kendrick is definitely someone who's more influential for this gen generation and should be pushed more, even though it's not. But it's like I said, it's more word of mouth. Okay, I think uh, J. Cole, has like a positive message, like it's a lost one. Kendrick are hip hop. 
flip cop tells the truth. People don't want to hear the truth, or people do want to hear the truth, but the people who are empowered put their music out don't want people knowing the truth and all that. Like, so I feel like that's why you have people like Drake who talks about stupid stuff or not stupid stuff like stuff we like. But that doesn't really, really it's not as important as what J. Cole or Kendrick are saying, which is hip hop and Drake is. So let me ask this, right? Because we've been talking about who's going to be, whose legacy is going to be left, right? But what do y'all think? If, if Drake's legacy is going to be the biggest one left, what is Drake's legacy? Crying.
So that's why I feel like. Oh, you could just. Oh no, wait, wait. Um, I just. Uh, it's just a quick question or comment, whatever. Has anyone seen the video from J. Cole Wet Dreams? My thing is, when you first listened yeah. to the song, yeah. what did you think the video was going to be about? Well, actually, like the first time between a uh, young man and a woman. But I think uh, to go beyond that, I think we should also talk about like how music videos have drastically changed over the years into something now that's very bizarre at times, or it's just like, maybe it's like overthought or just too much thought has been put into it, so it's like, well, you could have really just had it, you know, we don't really need all that, like, you have the two puppies in there, like, why you really could have just had, you know, I don't know, it was, it's just a lot of strange, a lot of, like, uh, Kanye videos and stuff, it's like, bruh, like, you really could have just had a party scene and y'all could have just been checking everything like that. But I was relieved that there wasn't, like, girls shaking their ass, like, throughout the video. Like, it was just, you know, nothing happened between the two little puppies. But, you know, it was like, it was kind of pretty. Like, oh, this is pretty cool. might as well have been. It was, it was a weird video, but, I mean, I, I, get, I get what you're saying. It was just, go ahead. I felt like it was weird, too, but it was, like, the way, like, created. Like, I don't think anyone was, like, doing music videos like that. The some rappers now, they don't, they don't match song don't match the video. Yeah, I, can't, I can't listen to that song now. Now I'm being like thinking about puppies making love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, because I want to try, I want to hear this. <laughs> so to you, to you guys, you say like the video was weird and it was different. Would you rather have had him have a female half naked in his video it and it him doing some things? Or would you rather see some puppies? Well, I think more relatable would be humans, but it don't it doesn't require like half naked women and everything like that. Even though that probably wouldn't require this. But come on, Trey Song's got all of that in his video and everything like that. So I mean, I feel like I feel like with J Cole, he did a good job of that one video where it was like that one adolescent child and he was oh, skateboarding yeah. stuff. I feel like he should have just told the story in a cinematic way. So even though he older, just be in the classroom sitting at the desk checking her out, passing notes. You know, that's what I would have thought. Oh, I haven't even seen the video yet, so I'm not even going to check it out. Yeah, I don't know. So that's the video I'm going to have playing in my mind. Let me ask this. Let me ask this. So I know, so I think, how, how many people have seen the J. Cole video we talking about? Okay. How many, how, how many people, I can't recall the song right now, so I'll try to find it, but... Um, from Warden Center, there was yeah, a, he came out with a video, and it was about or it it, it dealt with um, a young girl who was shot during a raid um, while her parents got. Oh yeah, yeah. Cricket Smile. Oh yeah, it was Cricket Smile. You're right. How many of y'all saw that? Yeah, I saw that. Everybody like, cause I'm I'm wondering if if this video that was obviously really weird and bizarre and like trip, if that was. I mean, there's not like really a lot of outlets for for it for music videos anymore. But I'm wondering still if that was still promoted a little bit more than this other video that had like a lot of because I didn't hear anybody talking about that video to be honest. Like the one for Crooked Smile, I heard nobody talking about that video. Really even talking about that song. I might have heard it on the radio once or twice, but I mean from a little bit that I've listened to it. But you know, I think this it's interesting that we're talking about this video now when. The, the video that had a lot more depth, at least in my opinion, you know, it, we rarely talked about that. So again, like, what what is that? Why are we 
choosing to put, or the media, whoever, choosing to put certain images out versus others, even if they seem kind of innocent or we just weird. Why is that? Why is the other video not put out nearly as much, you know? Yeah. Um, Tristan graduated many moons, most, many moons ago, and I'm their advisor now. But um, I think, too, we can, yeah, media has the largest influence, too, but I think also the media puts out what people want to listen to. People don't want to hear the truth. Like, Be Free was dope. If you watch Dave, even the Dave Letterman show, I thought it was dope that J. Cole went on there and mm -hmm. used like a national format everybody watches speak the truth, nobody talks about that. People would rather talk about like the turn of song because that's what people want to do. And I think it speaks to an unfortunate culture like the generation we live in. Like people don't really, like if you talk about what's going on in Baltimore first and all across the nation now, J. Cole, Kendrick, that's what we should want to listen to. Like that's what's empowering us and speaking to it, but it's easier and it's like less critical thinking and it's less mind work if we just sit back and talk about whatever it is that like Drake or whoever but you have like all these different people. We just sit back and yeah, that's all. That's all fun music. But that music ain't helping nothing. That music doesn't help nothing. But that's what people support. So I think yeah, the media puts it out. But also too, we don't challenge them. We don't. We're not pushing them to put out the super music. We cool with that because we can turn up to that. And we rather listen to this. So I like. Let me, I'm gonna ask one question and we go to that. So to that point, how much power do y'all feel like y'all have in changing what's out there? Honestly, like I think the people, it doesn't matter in any subject or topic, the people always have the power. It's just people rounding up and actually confronting them. Um, people do it in small amounts. Like people have always critiqued hip hop and critique, at least critique the people that we feel should advocate and should be pushing more or trying to change like the tone of hip hop and um, stuff like that. But for example, just to make it simple, um, somebody like The Game or Kendrick, they live in LA, we go to Cal State Long Beach. We could be having events where we rounding up all the black orgs to go confront them. Let's have a meeting, let's have a panel discussion with all the local artists to talk. Nobody has done that. We could do that, and if we did that, they would listen. They would kind of have to listen because we buy your music. Um, and it's that simple. We have, most of us are, at least travel to LA every now and then. We right, we with them, like they here. Um, so I think it just takes, a good amount of people moving that and it becoming something but until then people gonna critique hip-hop forever so I, I, think, I, oh, I had a question directly toward that when you say round them up and have a panel discussion about it most of, a lot of their sales come from tours and overseas and whatnot so how would us in LA or LA County be influential that. I think it's just influential in starting the conversation because once you get a conversation started, they can't, they can no longer say like, well, y'all ain't said into us about it or we ain't talked about it. You know what I mean? Just as far as us being organized, like actual established organizations on campus, we have the power to say like, oh no, we coming from Cal State Long Beach's ASU or Nesby or whoever and we actually have record that we've talked about these things and such and such. So I think once you start the conversation, it's kind of like you put them out there, like, why isn't the game speaking truth? Like, you in LA, you from Compton, why aren't you trying to link up with Kendrick and do more stuff? Um, why aren't you actually in the community coming to campus events, like coming to, coming to us, the people who turn up to your music, stuff like that. Once you get it going, they don't have a choice but to continue the conversation. You know, also, I think that some of the artists do that's why they say some of the artists sell their soul to the devil. It's not like they're in the back room with a with a shrine selling their soul. It's more so like 
they putting out a bad message and they know they're doing it. But since they get the check, they're not gonna stop doing it. So then they sell it. So and I think that goes to you guys like about how much control do we think we have? And I'm not too I don't really have an answer for that in terms of control in all different aspects, but I think with music and any money-driven thing, money talks. And it's just, when we say we, I'm looking at a room full of black people, when we think about the largest amount of people who consume like all of these artists' music, that's money talking too. So they're gonna go where their money go, like enough people have to want to do these things and then like your record sales drop and stuff. But I think the majority of consumers don't care. So yeah, we could, but that would mean the majority of consumers would have to agree that there should be a different face to everything that's happening. I just want to say real quick as a comment, are we even consumers? We're not buying albums. We are not buying albums. Hold on, hold on, let's get one at a time. Let's get one at a time. Let's get one at a time. Who was who was next? Let's go. I had his hand up. So I'm gonna I'm gonna address that after I finish the video. I just watched it. Yeah, the video, the Wetrix video, it's weird. It's weird to us because we're not used to seeing two dogs playing around for a whole music video. But if you watch the end of it, it goes to the them in the bed. Them in the bed. And so I think J. Cole, because you know, J. Cole always has something that he's trying to do. He's always trying to relay a message that we say J. Cole says the truth, right? So in his uh, Get Off My G.O.M.D. video, you know, it was about slavery or whatever. And this one, instead of sexualizing, because usually in the video like this, the woman would be sexualized. And then it would go to them having sex and all that regular video. Instead of doing that, he didn't sexualize the woman at all. And you don't know that, you don't see the connection to the song in the video until the end. But now, nah, if we, he had did it like regular people would, then we'd all be complaining about it, right? It was J. Cole doing But yet, we don't want to see a video with him having dogs playing around. Now that's that. On the other side, we are. <laughs> On the other side, I do not feel like we're consumers. I know I'm not a consumer. I try my best. Like I'll buy a Kendrick album, I'll buy a J. Cole album, I'll buy Wale's album. But some people, I'm like, I'm not. Depending on who it is, I'm like, I'm not buying it. I'm not doing it. I'm, I'm not gonna do it. But we have to begin to buy the music that we love and push the music that we love. And I do not feel like we have a lot of control. But we can take control. If uh, Hip Hop Roundtable can create a podcast and get it on iTunes and people have the opportunity to listen to it, this is our opportunity to take power and take control and say, hey, this is something you need to listen to because they're promoting the music that is about us. Because these white people are the biggest consumers of this quote unquote black hip hop music. But you gotta remember, they don't, they don't care what's being said really because it doesn't affect their communities. They don't care what the images that are being shown because it's not them being shown, it's us. We look like the monkeys on the videos. Good point, that's a, that's a good point. But that's why, I mean, that's a good point, because I was saying they get their money off of tours. Yeah. Most of us aren't consumers, don't buy the album. So they make their money off the tours. They Other people in other countries feel they can relate to what's really going on, even though they're not pushing their positive message that we want. So that's why I was curious of the conversation and having that hip hop panel where we go, you know, have all the black boys from all the schools around LA confront them, or not necessarily confront them, but talk to them. I mean, I, I couldn't see that. So I, I want to say a couple of things. Mylon, I want you to chime in soon because Mylon will kind of sit back and then like drop a bomb. So <laughs> I, 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 wanna, I want to, but I, I will just say this, and this is just my opinion. I think we're all consumers, right? We might not want to say that, we are consuming something every day. Like you don't know how many times it's like you get 
hundreds, if not thousands of brand images thrown in your face every day. You don't even realize it, right? Like you are consuming something, even if you're not doing it intentionally. Um, so you, you know, whether it's you're actually going and buying an album, whether it's you're watching a video, like we just pulled up on YouTube, whether it's you're on Spotify, you're clicking, you are still consuming something. Um, so I, I just I, I would I would share that and I would offer that opinion um, because I think you also have the ability to consume something different, right? Like if I, J Cole and Kendrick Lamar, the two artists that we have been saying over and over again, um, who are quote unquote conscious, who the mainstream kind of accepts. Nobody else. We have not offered any other name yet that. Of, of artists that we like. I don't know if it's because we think other people don't know who they are or if it's because we don't know of any because we haven't searched for them. But there are still music and other images that we can consume if we choose to do so. Um, so Mylon, real quick, if you, of all the stuff that we talked about, if you have anything, because I don't want your voice to get lost in this and then I saw somebody raise their hand. So. Um, well, well, one thing, I actually heard a, a young lady, I, I was trying to remember because at this point, a lot of voices, people started talking. One young lady um, testified and said that she does not feel like her, her, that she's not adequately represented on the radio. And I heard before she said that, a few brothers were like, yeah, I feel like I, you know, I like hip hop because it, it, it represents me. You all are college students, educated, beautiful, self-esteem, high level. You cannot tell me track number two song in the country represents like I just I don't see that that's that is that is the issue is that overall the music on the radio again I hear that there are other options for us to research but that's not happening Trap Queen is number two earned it Fifty Shades of Grey is number three See You Again is number one like there's Kendrick peaked at the charts at 20 he never even broke the top 10 with King Kunta. That's the song that's talking about everything we talking about in this room. And he didn't even get to the top 10. Truffle butter, number 10. It's like. <laughs> hey, y'all laughing, but I know Miley, he's like reading it right now. Like, he's, he's serious. I'm literally, like I'm, I'm looking at the billboard charts. Like this is, this is, this does not represent you all. And at the same time, I mean, I'm trying. To, I was trying to be honest. Like, there's no song on here that I really like. Fool with. I mean, sometimes it'd be like, yo, uh, it, that song is is ratchet, but I, I fools with it. You know, but there's no, there's nothing on this top 25 in suite that I that I fool with. But I, I I know that it doesn't represent you. And then I hear you say, well, we can. There there are other options for us for you know for you all to 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 gain music. But nobody does that research. Nobody goes back and says, you know what. I'm about to listen to the tribe, De La Soul. Like they, yes, tribe is in De La Soul are out there, but the average person—I don't want to say you all—the average person does not do that. They don't research X Clan, and you know, like they're like, no, I'm good. I I rather fool with Drake, you know, the the, the hip hop version of Keith Sweat, and and just uh, and kind of roll. And, I, but I, you know, so for the for the most part, I, I, I mean, I didn't say anything because I, I actually heard a few people what, what I was thinking. Somebody said what I was thinking, so I was like, all right, cool, that, that got covered. Um, but but the but the but the consumer aspect, I will say, uh, it is a challenge for you all, for us as as the people, to try to say, you know, look, how do we make the music industry shift? Um, is our I don't personally. I don't believe the black dollar has that much leverage 
as it pertains to this particular, in this particular instance. I don't think every, it would, it would take every HBCU, every every black student union on earth to be like, we are not buying your music. Then they be like, all right, we need to do something. Um, but outside of, you know, a school or a city, that's not enough because like you, like one of the brothers said, they get their money from white folks, they get their money from tourists. They don't, they don't, they don't need us. And it's not, it's not enough for us to, um, we don't have that leverage. But I'm glad to see that we are at least thinking about the fact, like how, how, do, we, how do we change it? Because, you know, Kendrick Lamar coming in the charts, you know, at, at 20 and not going any higher than that. And that song came out like, I don't know, I feel like the single came out at least three weeks ago, at least. That's just, that's just, that's just bad. That's just bad for the legacy of, of a true hip hop artist. I think it was some. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I just want because I saw a couple of hands go. Ahead. Was somebody in the back? Somebody in the back raising hand? Oh yeah. I know people might be off from lately, but I was gonna say, what about Kanye? So uh, what, I mean, we're saying uh, you're naming artists that we would like today that speak for our culture. You said like J Cole and Drake and most of them. We said J Cole, Drake, and uh, Kendrick Lamar. So do you feel like like Kanye is one of the voices of kind of this, I guess, this generation? Is that what you're saying? My opinion, I look at up to him as inspiration. Okay. Him and even though Jay-Z isn't, I guess, conscious of his raps, at least they're actually making his moves in this capitalistic society. Mm -hmm. I actually respect that as a business aspect. You know, they actually, I, hopefully, I don't think they, people might say they sold so all that Illuminati. I don't believe any of that. But I believe that they're trying to actually bring what they have to bring back to the community. We're talking like this. I believe they're talking like this also. They have the, their positions over nine. That's how I just. Yeah. I don't know why nobody's coming. I know everybody still be listening to college drop that. Mm -hmm. so, well, I want to. I want to ask a question there, but I'll do it later. Uh, just to answer, I just think you only brought up um, Kendrick, J. Cole, and Drake because they're all kind of like the same age and like the same kind of really started around the same time and got popular around the same time really. And Kanye is a little bit older, so his crowd would be somewhat like, I don't know, like 50 Cent and that older crowd was like really relevant in 2003, 2004, five, six and stuff like that. So really 2009, 2010 is, has been just dominated by Drake, J. Cole, and Kendrick. But um, I, th I, think, I think Drake, J. Cole, and Kendrick look up to Kanye. But I, I don't think, Kanye really likes Drake, I know, but I don't really think Kanye would like really look for them for inspiration. Go ahead, because I know you have to hand that for I think, to, what is it? Go ahead, go, I'm sorry. Oh, what's your name, brother? No, no, no. no. What is oh, my, his my, name? my, my, <laughs> <laughs> so, to, 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 to go off of what Mylan said, um, I disagree that hip hop is not a representation of us. It is a representation of us, um, only in the fact that it's, it's still a representation of our rhythmic culture. Um, so I think when we talk about things, we have to have a, for me personally, um, I like to have a balance in the conversation. So yes, lyric, look, lyrical content may not um, be relevant to college students who um, have aspired or done more than like the average black person or whatever 
etc etc yes in that sense it might not be relevant to us even the rappers themselves they talk about stuff that they ain't even do or live but um when you talk about the rhythmic culture and our style and dress and dance that is a representation of us that's because that's why we have people like Iazella who raps about bs and we still get mad about it because it's like no you're trying to take something that's ours and we will always have that kind of pride for it because it doesn't matter what the song has on it, that's us. When people hear hip-hop, they think of black people, they don't think of anybody else. So there'll always be a representation of us. It's just a matter of the direction that it goes in. The lyrical content can change. It can be conscious, not conscious, but the rhythm, the culture, the dance, the style, it's black people. I got responses to that. Yeah, I would, I would, I would second that it's um, a representation of our culture because if you can listen to certain songs or certain lyrics that you can pick out, it was just a real talk behind you, bro. <laughs> No, I'm going to read the real quick. We finished? Sorry, I know the ring talk kind of messed you up. We finished? You said you second. Yeah, I, I second what he was saying. Like, it's, it is a representation of our culture because if you listen to, I mean, there are songs that you can hear, listen to, and say, you know, there's something in this, maybe this one verse, this one lyric that's like, okay, yeah, I, I know what he's saying. I can relate this to what I'm going through currently here in college or whatever. So, you know, maybe he might not say a lot in the entire song, but there's certain things that you can definitely uh, relate to in those certain songs. Okay, go ahead. Um, what's the whole thing with saying that it's a representation of us? I really feel, honestly, it is. If you guys have talked about it's the truth, like being conscious, there's good and bad to our culture, you know? So the ratchet, that's us, you know? And then on the other side, we're very intellectual and we're conscious. So I don't think it should be uh, one being down the other. We should just accept both sides. Yes, it would be nice if the battle wasn't exemplified as much as it is, but that's just the nature of it. And it is a representation of us, whether we like it or not, you know? So that's just how I feel Right, to even piggyback off of that, like, Somebody could argue literally that trap music can like classify under conscious music because you can like relate that to like the war on drugs or like you can call it like current events like what's going on in LA or what's going on in Chicago like flicker the wrist. I just found out that was a drug song. Really? I didn't know it was a drug yeah. Song. I thought yeah. it was like flicker the wrist. Like oh. no, not flicking the wrist. Stuff, right, but it's like even though that's so minuscule in like the mainstream, 
the like what's in the mainstream is still current events. Like we talked about like the war on drugs, people on crack, doing mollies, doing um what the, what the all kinds of just lean, like all kinds of like different just substances. So it's like you really wanna consider that, like that could be a conscious sort of trap music. It's just not like the way people are hearing it, they're like, oh, well, let me go do that. Instead of like, that could be a cry for help. The way like Chief keeps talks about it, or the way, um, what's another trap artist? I'm trying to think um, Just like any sort of trap artist, I always think the Chief Keith is like a crack. But like everybody, like Rick Ross, like all of those things are considered cries for help. But they're making money off of it, yeah. talking like to these other people, or like to these white people who are paying for this money. And like, it's, it's, it's misconstrued to me. Like we take, we hear it as maybe like a cry for help, as opposed to someone hearing it like, oh, that's some cool ass music, excuse me, but like that's some fly dope music or blah blah blah. And I let me go do some Molly, and then you look at them like, that's not the point of the song. Uh, sorry. I was gonna say like I like what you're saying and everything, and I do think that the music that you're talking about <laughs> is definitely um, a representation of our culture. But like my question would be, are these rappers getting this culture from us, or are we getting it? somebody need that in order for us to listen to them like do they need some form of that kind of triumphant whatever in order to listen to them right like if Kendrick Lamar was talking about what he's talking about but he didn't come from the streets of Compton 
he came from somewhere in Massachusetts, Boston, Massachusetts, like a you know a rich preppy. Will we still listen to him? Will we still take away that same you know element that we take away from him? Is it because even though he's quote unquote conscious, is it because he comes from that element? that we're willing to accept it. Is it because Snoop Dogg went to jail that we're willing to, or you know, he was on trial for murder or whatever, that we're willing to say, okay, Snoop is, you know, the West Coast, like, why is it that, are we willing to listen to somebody who hasn't necessarily gone through that, gone through any of those experiences in order to still take away some of these positive quote unquote messages? I don't say no. I mean, personally, I mean, that's why I don't really feel Drake. I might have like four Drake songs max in my phone or like even in my whole database. But like most of them, like that's just a bias for me. But like they're all rapping songs. Like I don't like singing Drake because it doesn't, I don't feel like that relates to me. Like I'm not Canadian. I never have did. Um, I've never faked being in a wheelchair. Like, <laughs> there's just so many things about Drake that I just don't relate to. Like, like, no, not even like being shady or nothing. I just feel like they're, like the one thing I would say I would relate to Drake is maybe like family issues, like dealing with his dad or dealing with his mom, and like how he's always talking about. Um, I think in one song he was talking to his song, like "Say What's Real." He was saying. Um, she crooked like his mom was crying on the show because she was only like five two or something like that and that's like one of the things okay i can relate to that but like the whole part of drake thank you like the whole part of drake like as a whole person i can't really relate to that i think for me personally um, i agree with you that you, people take rap music as being hard like you have to come from something but i also think that a lot of people did come from something i haven't lived in the streets i don't know what happens in the hood i lived in the suburbs with the white people and they want to call me white because i was with the white people that's i don't feel like that's fair just because i was around white people that i get called white i do know what it's like i have family groups that were there but i personally wasn't there. Talib has completely changed his style. Common did the same thing. Like, Common, a lot of times, 
he went for a, a lot more mainstream appeal, um, kind of changing the sound, and so and that was that reach, at least in my opinion, that was that reach to kind of get a, a younger or newer audience, yeah, newer following, which he it, it didn't really work. Um, but it's because, and even like I mean, Common came from Chicago too, but he's not that rough around the edges, you know what I mean? And that we would that we would look at. So that was why I was wondering that part of the Kendrick Lamar. I see your point. And but also again, Tyler Kali, you say not your fans, but Tyler Kali comment of forty years old. Yeah. Jay Z's not really gained that many, I mean he might be but he's way more mainstream. I feel like if someone like J. Cole or somebody that was our age came through the same I'm just mm-hmm. using them as an example that it can be done. You don't have to be from the hood to co- connect to people from the hood. Understood. That's all I'm trying to but I just No, it's a good point. It's a good point. Um since we're talking about like Kendrick, like this might be a stretch, but do you guys listen to Absol? Absol came from Carson. He didn't come from the hood, but he's still hey, talking about Dylan. Yeah, he he didn't come from the hood, but he's and he didn't go through all of those those. He didn't. He wasn't shot and robbing people, but he's still relatable to everybody. So he still puts a message in his music to where you know people can vibe to it like uh, anyone else can. But again, is he getting, I guess my question was, is he getting those same looks that even a Kendrick would, right? Or Because I, I know he's in the TDE camp, but is there a reason why, is there a reason who was shot nine times is able to be put on that platform? If somebody else was, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know, I, I can't think of necessarily a good example of like, it's like EPMD, right? They was, they were from the suburbs. Like, this is the old school hip hop, like that's from the suburbs. I don't know if they could come out today at all with the same music and people listen. It wasn't even necessarily a message. It was just like a fun, creative, new way of doing hip hop. Like without that story though, without that background, do they survive in hip hop anymore? Is your question directed towards like what audience are you speaking of? Are you speaking of us as black people? Are you talking about just like mainstream? Because I think it varies. I think it's like, for example, somebody like Common. He's not, he's not popular now, but he didn't come necessarily from the black struggle, right? But in that time, hell yeah, he was popping and people was listening to him. And I think it's the same thing now. I think the difference today is for us specifically, like black people, people will listen to a Kendrick only because the stuff that's hyper visual, meaning what we see all the time in media is what's wrong with the black community, what's going on. And that's what he's speaking towards. So that's what we own. Like, that's just what it is. Like, they could be talking about, like, you don't have to live in the same kind of areas that everybody else is to have black culture. Like, you know what I mean? It's people from this school, but we all go to each other's events. We all come from different neighborhoods, but we ain't gonna go to anybody else's stuff but each other's because we all black. Like, so I think that's just a common denominator to keep it G. Um, I was gonna say, um, I, was, I think that even, I think that, and you don't have to come from the hood, but like some of the greatest guys who ever did it came from a struggle. And since black people in America come from a struggle, ever since we've been in this country, we more relate to individuals who come from struggle. So for example, like Tupac, Biggie, um, Jay-Z, all of these individuals come from like that hood environment. So, and then like when you, when you come from a struggle, it's just more in it. Like I believe music, like jazz and soul, that came, that art of style came out of you know suffering and oppression, and we started to 
indulge in those forms of music out of some type of pain. So like here today, people like, I think that you're more impactful when, you're, when it's painful, when it's pain in the music. I'm here, I'm here with um, I just wanted to throw out a comment, and I just, something that just has sparked within me, because I don't know if anyone's been paying attention, but there's this whole new thing called the new black, and I just feel like that's something that we should talk about, because it's not only like hip hop artists, but it's somewhat entertainers too, but I believe Comet, Pharrell, yeah. Kanye, oh, yes. Comet, Pharrell, okay. Kanye, and Raven Simone, dumbass. <laughs> Slavery happened, but I think Common described it as it's like being in a relationship and then constantly bringing up something that someone else did in the past. So he's looking at racism as as something very outdated, not relevant today, and that new blacks take accountability. New blacks take accountability. I love that new blacks take accountability of they of their own actions today, and um, I guess. Just, yeah, move forward. Just move forward past racism. Everything's equal playing field. But I just, I just, something. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. It's, it's, really, it's really, honestly, it's saying that institutionalized white supremacy and global racism is not real and just something of the past that happened and it's over with. Get over it. Slavery is just like that's what they bring it up. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Hold on, hold on. Let's go back. Let's go to the back of the room real quick. Oh, uh -oh. back here first. And then she's in there? Yeah. My bad. One second. Okay, well, Eric, I'm going to have to hop on both. Uh, so before that, I think you were speaking more towards the credibility with coming from Compton or coming from the hood. I feel like they didn't use that because besides Drake sipping and crying and everything else, if Drake, anytime Drake just come out with trying to be on a hard song or something like that, everybody hops on and like, you you just start from the bottom. Like rappers do have to have that credibility because they have, for at least for us, because we don't, for whatever, like kind of like you said, like it's kind of like the idea of Kevin Hart laughing my pain. Like this, 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 everything, our comedy, our music, all that comes from the pain that we've suffered over the years. And so we have to have that credibility. Like JC said in the song, it's, I tell you how the story unless you fill it in if I'm gonna build a lens, you know, like we relate to the villain because the villain can be from the bottom and they're making it to the top and that's our that's our lives, so that's the struggle that even if you didn't and but on the other side, even if you came from the suburbs or you came from the hood, you still have to deal with racism or being a minority in some way, shape or form, so yeah. you're still able to connect. But at least the rapper who's saying it, he has to have that credibility backing him to actually convey that pain in a way that we all can relate to it now. But the new black I don't agree with the new black, but I do feel that there needs to be a revolution in our idea of what black is. We can't, yes, racism is real, yes, slavery was real, it's something that happened, but we have to move beyond that. We can't sit forever and say, you all are slaves. We all know it's true. It's time for us to say, okay, y'all are slaves, but it's real to come back. We're taking back our lives, we're taking back our mentality, we're taking back our consciousness. You guys cannot control us. You know? right. so. um, 
in the same vein. That's what I was gonna say when uh, you're kind of talking about people need like that, that struggle and like that kind of street cred to really be relatable. And I'm just thinking about what if we get to a point where as a society, just being black is relatable enough. Like, why do you, being black, um, he kind of said like, some people who didn't really come from the black struggle, you can't be black and you didn't come from the black struggle. I think sometimes we like to decide like, the black struggle includes X, Y, and Z, but when your skin is brown, like, all right, you're a part of the black struggle. Because when we walk out the room and white people on campus see us, we black, so we gonna be treated like shit just the same. So, so I'm saying like, I just think in general, if as a generation, like we kind of expanded our views past, like, oh, I need, like, you need to have been shot, you need to have been to this, because he actually coming from South Central LA, Brothers Game Bang and everything, I actually don't want to hear about people being shot and stuff. I appreciate like really like well-versed uh, conscious music that can just talk about the black struggle, like be free. I love that because they don't talk about, it's not about like every little piece just in general, like I'm from the, 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 I did this, I did that. It's just talking about we can change, like we still enslaved by these different mentalities. And then just kind of speaking to what you said, I'm a firm believer too that we gotta like take action. But also too, I'm always like a little, skeptical about like we had these dope conversations amongst us and like we not the people running the country so it's like what do we do to get the people like controlling shit to like actually listen and understand because we can all go say we taking our shit back and all the people controlling the nation will be like actually you're not so I'm saying it's like that. Yeah. all right well that's a good segue into um I want to touch back on uh, how we talked about what's being pushed out and how everything's so negative so how does that affect like our youth growing up? How does that affect the middle school kids, the high school kids, the people graduating high school coming into college? Well, all these, like, how does the music that's being played right now affect them? I think I think we can have a conversation with like a high schooler or a middle schooler about relationships and sex. That's what it's making them. It's growing them faster. Like I deal with some high school guys mm -hmm. and some middle and my. Those sisters in middle school, like what they're exposed to on Instagram, Facebook, and through the music, right. it's just rapidly exposing them to things that I wasn't exposed to at that age. So, like, the conversations is more like mature at a younger age. Yeah. So, is it like brainwashing in a sense? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I think that definitely touches on a little bit that I was saying earlier about like the music being the trendsetters and like raising our kids when we necessarily. Our families aren't necessarily put in the position to be at home and be there all the time and be protecting our children and teaching and instilling our, our children all the things that we intend to maybe. But um, yeah, because I have a 14-year-old um, niece and she's wild. And it's not because like her mom isn't telling her. Her mom's just not in a position to be there to be on her bones. And neither am I. But she is definitely like, she is like the seed the pawn, the whatever you want to call it, of hip-hop culture, mainstream hip-hop culture. Like she wants to be Amber Rose. She, I follow her on Instagram, but she's slick because her mom checks her Instagram. So she posts stuff and then deletes it before her mom gets to it. So when I'm, I'm scrolling through, I see her twerk, twerking videos, booty shorts, and wanted to be this video vixen. And I think it's really detrimental for us black women because a lot of times like our struggles is neglected, especially hip-hop. So we may hear a lot of you know the black man struggling consciousness but there, it's not that often that we hear the black woman struggle with consciousness. So I mean, like, um, I don't think that she, I think that this is raising her, and I think it's raising a lot of our youth. And I mean, I was raised on hip hop, so you know, I was growing up thinking it was cool to like, carry a gun or to be around a gun and stuff like that, I don't want to be there. Like, so I mean, I don't know, like, I think it's definitely raising our kids, and definitely because of the society that we're living in, we're not in a position to protect our kids as much from this culture, so. With that, I feel, 
that just goes with the technology age. When we were kids, yes, we had the computer, we had maybe Minesweep, what else? <laughs> you know, those, those things with the computer. But these kids now, it's at their, the, their fingertips. They can look up Child Queen. I Hold on, hey, everybody, can we, can we, I want to make sure we hear her voice, please. Uh, for Parks and Recreation, there's kids, there's six and five, they all will dance together, singing all the lyrics of Child Queen. And like, yes, I can tell them, don't listen to that, turn it off, we don't listen to that here, but right when they go home, what are they going to do? You know? But so, a lot of what's going on with them being brainwashed has to do with they have everything, they have access to everything. Even then, I mean, people might argue, like, yes, the parents are trying to really make sure that's not happening. But at the same time, when we think about it, we can't keep our kids at home and not work. So parents have to go to work, but we're sending them to school open for the best. But it's like, there's one thing at home, but then outside of home, still have them, they have cell phones and stuff. My little sister, she wanted a, I think she wanted an iPhone 6 at, like right now. But when iPhone started coming out, she was only like 10. Talking about she needed a phone with a screen and touch screen. I'm like, uh-uh, you don't need all that. And then even with like her having social media, she just started getting into social media. Like other than that, we was like, you don't need no Instagram, no right, Facebook, right. no nothing. She still don't have Facebook, she's mad about that. But it's okay. children grow up being used to. Um, 
I can give an example. I'm sure you wouldn't mind. You all know Taharka Anderson, right? Taharka Anderson listens to everything we listen to. But as a person, he's very true to his to what he believes, right? So he doesn't he can put on any song and not be influenced by that and know that if I go around my niece or nephew or somebody younger than me, I'm not gonna have that music playing in the car while they're with me. Um, and I think I'm sure I'm not the only one who can t and attest to this, but um, like when I'm with my sisters and I'm with my nieces and nephews and I walk into I walk into her home, she'll have on um, what house she'll have on uh, what give me a, a reality TV, a love and hip hop on TV listening to Trap Queen and they walking throughout the house and then you yelling at your daughter telling her not to say this and say that, but you let that stuff in your house, you let that stuff in your home and it's like a part of what I think quote-unquote conscious black people struggle with is really being able to sacrifice that turn up and that the things that you feel like you need which you don't necessarily always do but the things that we feel like we need we don't always want to sacrifice it so that the other generation can be able to be strong enough to not let that certain music or that certain embodiment of black people be influential to, influential to them um, and I think that's all it comes down to accountability and I think as black people that is something we like we like to say, oh yeah, we can change up the music and X, Y, and Z, but my sisters and just other people in general, just like black parents, like they still listen to that music and they let their kids listen to it. But they try to tell them like, do what is it, uh, what is the whole saying? Like, do as I say, not as I do. That's bullshit. Nobody does that. Like, you, even as a child, like as an infant, you only learn how to walk from seeing people walk. You only learn how to talk from seeing people talk. And I think that's what we have to start doing. Be more accountable if you want to let the change. All right, these are the last two, and then we'll have wrap up stuff. So go ahead. I just wanted, it's just quick. I just wanted to say, like, in, in like, response to, like, our parents and stuff, I know many of us in here are not raising children. Uh, we may have younger siblings and stuff like that, but, like, you know, a lot of our parents um, are not conscious. Like, so a lot of our parents aren't at home to teach I My mom didn't teach me nothing conscious. Like, she wasn't, she was telling me don't do stuff, but she wasn't giving me an alternative to start doing instead. So, I mean, like, um, I think like that's another thing like like a lot of our parents aren't conscious so it's like while you while Eddie you may say that like we're other cultures aren't getting taught about their history and themselves in school so like what's wrong with us I think that other cultures aren't being targeted by hip-hop as much as we are so I mean like that's us on TV like that's a reflection of me like I see myself in that music video I see you know what I'm saying I see my blacks and my brothers and my sisters in that video I don't see you know a lot of other cultures represented as much in hip-hop in terms of like our rappers and our, and our singers and all that kind of stuff like that. So I think like when you're seeing a reflection of yourself, you think that those are like the images that are raising you. What can I be when I grow up? Because that's me on TV. So I mean like I think that there's a difference there and I just think that a lot of our a lot of our um, parents may not be college educated, they may not be, you know, culturally educated. Um, and that's, a, that's another flaw, but it's hard to just blame the parents and say, well, what are you teaching your kids at home or you should be teaching this, but they don't even know nothing for themselves. So, I understand that. I'm just saying, I'll say that more so for us to think about for when we have our children. Oh, yeah, that's understandable. So, uh, of course, a lot of our parents are conscious. Like, my parents were uh, conscious. Uh, but, you know, it's what are we going to do? How are we going to be that difference? Because obviously, there's a, there's a whole generation under us that is going to be lost unless we decide to make a change individually and for ways we partner up and go on into bigger and better things. And I honestly think it starts like with us just trying to be leaders instead of okay.
okay, this person's on this and they cool, so I gotta be on the same thing to get cool. So that's like, well, with my sister right now, she's mad because she doesn't have any friends. And the reason why she don't have any friends is because she knows, like, information that I get told here and through ASU, I go back and tell her and tell my family. And now she's, you know, the same information, but when she tries to share it to other people, it's like, it just don't work. So now she's like, well, what am I supposed to do now? Like, I'm trying to, you know, help other people. I'm like, well, some people just don't care and don't want to know certain information, so they want to keep, continue to do the same thing that they're doing. So it's, it all comes from, like, having that self-esteem to, like, you know what, I don't need nobody. Like, somebody is going to listen to what I have to say. You don't always have to follow the next person and do the same thing that they're doing. So I just think it just comes from, like, you set an example and being your own person instead of depending on someone else, like, oh, they're on this, so I'm on it too. And that's, that's the number one thing that I was going to bring up is just being an example. That's the best thing we can do, you know what I mean, as far as this point. I mean, that is the bare minimum. We can go out and we can have different outreaches and stuff like that. Those are necessary. But just being an example first because you gotta you got to do what you're asking. you got to show what you're asking so that people can follow at the end of the day. But wrapping up, where do y'all think the future is headed with hip-hop slash rap? And... After after that gets answered, what are some practical ways we can help hip hop grow or mature? So first, where's the future headed? And we'll only take uh, three each. So go ahead. Oh, I think like as far as like albums, I feel like like how J Cole just released like his promos for it. I feel like that's gonna be cool. You said how he he released like, it like doing like. Oh, just like the kind of surprise yeah, albums and yeah, all that. I feel like it's going to be more common. Anybody else? Uh, one and two. Okay. Um, I think um, I try to stay optimistic, but I think it will stay the same unless our our black artists actually own their whole their music, their everything, because we have to go a little higher and think about the different corporations that are under each individual artist. So Jay-Z doesn't really own, you know, specifically, um, uh, was it? Rockefeller. Yeah, Rockefeller, right. And all these other, and, and most of the other ones don't. Cash Money, Young Money is under Universal, et cetera, et cetera, and everything like that. So the whole point, I feel like, if we, if our artists, our black artists don't own anything, then that machine is still gonna keep pushing that same message. You know, so it's way deeper than that because we can blame, and they are a part, they are accountable in a lot of ways to the message, but there is a whole machine behind them pushing in that, and then there's people, once again, who are just saying, you know, I know exactly what I'm doing. You know, I know exactly what I'm doing, but hey, I don't give a damn because I got that check coming. So, yeah. I'm gonna say, I feel like hip hop said where we are headed as people. Well, that's what I mean by that is um, if we uplift ourselves and we, like you said, educate uh, our children and put down eternal music and uh, have a better standard of what we consider to be good music and redefine what is cool, we don't know that black people in America does define what is cool and we can change the, the direction of some ways 
ways that we can help it mature. I know we have one, we said to start owning our own music or just kind of distributing, yeah. basically just controlling what we put out. Yeah. So is there any other ways? I honestly think us black people are, are is the change. As you see, everybody walking around here, they basically dress how we dress. Once we get on one type of swag, they on the side as well. Once we do this, they do that. They say we're twerking, now you got white people twerking. Like, we basically set the mood for every other race. They want to be like us, they want to dress like us, look like us, just everything. So it's basically, like, I guess you can say it starts with us. Once we get off that, maybe they will get off that as well. Because we're like, oh, well, black people think it's cool no more with them. What are we supposed to do now? Like, I just think people follow us as a people. We set everything. Honestly. Here. We guys start pushing our local artists. Like, it's some good artists out here on its own. We're not pushing. Like, we get connected to each of them. Like, we can make something happen. Like, J. Cole got pushed by people. Like, everybody got pushed by somebody. I think that's one of the issues with like education and everything else is we try to assimilate and fit into it. Like, we're not supposed to. That's not necessarily you get the same education, you get the same everything without assembly. You should be able to at least. So um, I just wanted to throw that out there just as we get older and as we start raising kids. I would hope that we're able to be true to our culture and our roots without, you know, and not necessarily having to quote unquote assimilate while still reaping the same benefits. Um, so that was just something that I wanted to at least toss out there. Um, but I, I guess in terms of what we could do next, I'm a big proponent of putting your dollar where you want, you know, where you want to see growth. So I am still, I wanted, not that you have to do this, not that anybody has to do this. I'm one of the dinosaurs that still actually goes to the record store, but there's iTunes and everything else as well. Um, you know, it's like, it's like Kendrick Lamar said, like, you know, we want to, we miss when hip hop was snapping, but if we did, Killer Mike would be platinum. Like, if y'all know who Killer Mike is or, or, or Run The Jewels, um, incredible artists, but like, that's one way where if we talking, if, you know, if we believe what we talking about, let's go and support these artists that are really doing it. I think Rhapsody, if y'all haven't heard, she is a female artist who is phenomenal. Um, so I would, you know, Killer, so Run The Jewels would be a suggestion. I try to just get suggestions of, Things that we could be listening to, whether it's a Spotify click, so they clicks go up, or whether it's money, uh, Run the Jewels, Rhapsody. Um, there's this artist I just found out called Trans League, who I think is really cool. Um, you know, there's others out there. I mean, there's others who haven't really put out anything recently, but like there's John Connors and other folks. Like, I'm a big Slaughterhouse fan. They're not necessarily quote unquote kind of like Cricket Eye is amazing. Like, you know, so 
let's support those artists like with our dollar. Um, that's that's kind of my that's my that's my thing. Um, so yeah, that that would be my my closing uh, statement. And, and for me, I mean, same idea. You said support local artists. Um, we just had what it kind of fell by the wayside. There was somebody who created a Pandora-like app that plays nothing but underground music. And things like that are things that if that blows up, then people will start getting quoted. Because I'm pretty sure seven out of ten names he probably said y'all didn't know. You know what I mean? So that's just the issue right there is that the thing needs to get popular. As long as the things get popular, then, you know, even if they're not making money at the time, something's going to happen. The things are going to change. Also, uh, it just I just saw the documentary for Nas Time is Illmatic. I'm talking about the Illmatic album. And it just dawned on me, like, how their parents Yes, sir. Uh, well, two, uh, I won't give a number because I think it's three things. Three things, yes. One, um, I'm, I'm, I'm very, I was very uh, much in awe of your comments. Um, I almost said that hip-hop isn't dead based on some of the things you said, but y'all wasn't strong enough. It's still dead in my mind, but you <laughs> almost convinced me otherwise. But no, seriously. Um, some very intellectual kinds um, theories of thought and and I appreciate the fact that you all were sharing and, and inviting me uh, and podcast at the table um, also if if I would say one thing to do for us all is that we just have to be real with ourselves more than anything else I think you know man, uh, Devin talked about history but you got to be real like when was the last time you googled hip-hop prior to the year 2000 or you know some artist that you heard about but you haven't really heard an album because I mean I'm not saying that it's all about 
knowing your history as far as hip-hop is concerned that's not the only aspect of being um, conscious but there I mean again I mean one of the one of the greatest artists of all time in my opinion um, Rakim you know a lot of Rakim he wasn't motivating it wasn't a it was just he was just very good at rhyming and I was like that's that's dope so everything doesn't have to be about you know save the black people put on a you know a, a kunta cloth you know kente cloth and you know change the name to kunta and nothing like that it just, <laughs> it, it's, it's okay to have fun but you know definitely always want to include a balance and it sounds like uh, within your own circles you all are doing that you, you get your you get your turn up on and then you also understand that you have to turn down occasionally as well so. I continue to do that, and, and, and I think that the, that the generation behind you will at least see an example of, yeah, you know, college educated, yes, I go to the club and turn up, but I also respect myself, I'm not going to be out here looking like a fool. So, um, again, I, uh, thank you for your comments, I, I, was, I was truly impressed, glad to be in the room with, uh, with intelligent people, and um, that's, that's all I have. So thank you everybody. And one last step that you can do to help hip hop survive is to subscribe to Hip Hop Rounds Podcast on iTunes. Uh, that would be great as well. Um, we will actually put this up. We put up uh, a show every Tuesday, so this will be up. So if you spoke, thank you first and foremost for your participation. Thank you everybody for coming. And if you spoke, you will hear your voice on iTunes or wherever else you choose to listen. You're gonna also hear those, those that food that y'all was eating. The, the rappers, <laughs> this mic picks up a lot, so all the rappers and stuff like that y'all might hear, but yeah, it, it picks up everything, but thank you all again, um, again. I'll say the easiest way to probably get in connection with us is just liking the Facebook page, and then it has links to everywhere else you can listen to it. Cause Hip Hop Roundtable Podcast, if you search that on you know, search on search bar? Yeah, on search right, so bar. Hip Hop, Hip -hop Roundtable Podcast. Yeah. Um, and we're also, I got an Excel sheet, now that y'all have to. Like really bootleg, but if you want to like put an email or something up here, we can email y'all the information as well. Cool. Right. Yeah. Let's get round of applause to the hip hop round table. Thank you.